Welcome, Saints. It's Pastor B, and it's time for study three, part four, turning your back scornfully. Amen. Saints, I always want to tell you, let's uh, come by the site, our website, www.kgf365.com. You can pick up uh, all our Bible studies. You can um, look at the ones you want to look at, videos on demand, download the uh, smartphone app, also for the iPhone. Come by, kgf365.com. As always, saints, before we go to the word of God, we go to the Lord in prayer. Let us bow our heads. Father God, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, praying, Heavenly Father, that you deliver us and deliver this word to us through the spirit, not through my words, not through my voice, not through what I'm saying, but what the word of God says, what your will is for this message today. I pray in the name of the Messiah, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen and amen, saints. And always, uh, I got to remember this. Make sure you remember to subscribe and ring the bell so you get all of the future Bible studies that I put together. All right, so let, let's, let's get right on into the Word of God because that's what we're here for. We're here to study the Word of God. Amen. All right, Hebrews chapter 6. We'll just pick up um, now in verse number 8. Thanks. Pick up now in verse number 8. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 8. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. Now, if you just got through, finished watching our last Bible study, which was uh, part three, to understand where we're coming from. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 8, and it begins. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. Briars and thorns and thistles, and they are good for nothing. Amen? But to be cast into the fire. Then, you read verse number 9, um, we get yet another but in there, another flip side of it. But Paul says to those people, you're not in that thorn and thistle category, amen? But beloved, you are, you are, we are, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. And notice how Paul calls them beloved, amen? That's, a, that's, that's the secret. He calls them beloved. He wouldn't call them beloved if they weren't believers. Paul didn't ever speak to non-believers, amen? And so he says, but beloved, we are persuaded that word, persuaded, that word persuaded is probably a little more stronger um, than our own English version of it. And he was um, trying to convince them beyond a shadow of doubt. You know, he said, we are persuaded better things for you. Well, better than what? Right? That's what we say. Better than what? Better than thorns and thistles, saints. We're, 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 we're to have considered uh, better things of us for us accompanying our salvation. Amen? What is the number one theme of Scripture, saints? I like to ask this question. What's the number one theme of Scripture? You ask the everyday Bible reading or church going um, person, what's the theme of Scripture? That's what you get exactly what I did, a stare in the face, like, what do you mean? The theme of Scripture is salvation, saints. The whole reason for the Word of God is to bring lost mankind to a knowledge of salvation, okay? Because after all, three score and ten 
is allotted time for us to live, which is actually 70 years. Okay? If we if if we go beyond that, that's just by God's good grace. Amen. Really think about that. 70 years. I'm 58, be 59, went on 60. So if that's the case, in fact, I should be thinking I got about 12 or 13 years left to live. When you put it like that and you're at my age, it's like, wow, you know, what am I going to do? What am I doing? What have I done? Amen? Think about that, Saint. Think about that. You may be young listening to this, but at the end of the day, time don't wait for nobody. So let's uh, let's stretch, <clears throat> let's, let's stretch it and say we might reach 90 years. That's a long time. But compared to eternity, what is 90? What is 90 years? Not even a blink of the eye, right? Nothing. Mankind can't get it through their heads that 90 years is nothing. To be compared to eternity is nothing. And to have 90 years of good things in life and push God away from you and lose all of eternity, I can't, I can't understand it. I just can't understand it. But yet, that's the way that it's been. You know, the vast majority have rejected God. They've refused his salvation, amen? But now, you know, Paul is advising these people that he understands that they do have salvation and the things that come with it, amen? Now, it comes right back to what I've said so very often, amen? And that is salvation is not just a fire escape. Salvation is not just a matter of escaping eternal doom, amen? But rather, salvation is um, that which brings about, or should I say, causes um, uh, of, of a life of spiritual, you know, moving forward on earth. And that's what we're here for, amen? So now, that doesn't mean that you all have to be preachers or evangelists or missionaries, but simply means that God expects every believer to be proof. Amen. Let's go. Let's go to Romans chapter one, verse sixteen. And I picked this. Um, I picked this whole thing up about salvation here. Let's pick it up here. Here and then, and this is where uh, I have a problem or an issue with some of the new translations because they have taken out the word salvation. They just took salvation out 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 the Bible. And this verse, which is um, probably the most crucial or critical word in all of scripture. And they they put it something else in that place. It's just, I just don't understand. It's crazy. I think most of you um, would know this verse where Paul writes, 1 Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, is the power of God unto, unto what? Unto salvation. Amen? Salvation, eternal life the hope of glory to come. And that's what makes it possible for us to live a godly life in here and now in the church age, amen? Romans chapter one, verse 16, to everyone that believes, amen? To everyone that believes. Now skip over to chapter three, and then we're going to um, use some verses associated with this one critical word, salvation. Verse 23 says, I know I'm moving a little fast. I'm sorry. Chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, verse number 23. Which I always call the very first step of faith of salvation. And it is, we have to recognize that we're sinners. That we have fallen short of the glory. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all Jew, gentle, black, white, Puerto Rican, yellow, 
whatever, rich, poor, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why? Because we're sons of who? Adam. We've inherited a sin nature, period. That's all there is to it. Now, verse number 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 says, I apologize for that. about that saints but we're gonna keep on moving Romans chapter 3 verse 24 being justified what is justification it is a result of salvation when we enter into God's great salvation he does what he justifies us when it just is just as if I ever sinned no being justified freely by his grace not by works you heard that being justified freely by his grace not by works so it doesn't mean what you do how much you work, how much you put in time. That doesn't, that doesn't, and you can do that forever. That's not gonna, that's not gonna give you your salvation. We've been justified freely by his grace, amen. Through the redemption, that is in who? Christ. Christ who? Jesus, the Messiah, amen. Christ Messiah, amen. So what is the whole idea of redemption? Paying the price to gain something back. That's what redemption is, praying the price to gain something back that was lost. In other words, if you got a big, beautiful diamond ring and you, you know, you get into financial, you know, straits, you can go to the pawn shop and pawn that diamond ring and you can get some money for it, right? You can get some money for it and you pawn it. So, okay, but you can't get that diamond ring back until what? Until you redeem it. And how are you going to redeem it? You got to pay for it. Amen? You pay the price. Once again, control of what is pawned. That's what it is. Now, here it is. That's exactly what happened when Adam sinned. Right? That's exactly what happened when Adam sinned. He pawned the human race to Satan. And the whole idea of coming, of the coming, tribulation is when God will finally pay that debt that Satan is holding over the planet. And he's going to pay it with all his wrath and anger of that. Amen? Now, but before, but for mankind, he paid the price of redemption with what? With his death on the cross. Every sin was paid for. Amen? Every sin was paid for with the work that Jesus done on the cross. Amen? So there's nothing you can do in this world or, the, or your life to take your sin away. Jesus done that by the by, by, by the the, the work he done on the cross by his blood. It has been made possible for every human being to come out of that slave market. The price of redemption was paid and we experienced it only by virtue of what? Of our salvation experience. Again, the other word for salvation in scripture is what? Being saved. Paul uses it over and over. By which you are saved by which you experience salvation. Amen? All right, so we have to, we have two 
great words right here in one verse. We are justified freely through the redemption or the process of paying the price. Amen. Which is what I talked about, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Then let's go to verse number 25. Romans 3, verse 25. Whom God has set forth to be a corporation through faith in his what? Blood. The price of redemption. There it is. The price of redemption paid for with the blood of Jesus the Messiah. Now Peter said, you, you, you've not been redeemed with silver and gold, but with what? With the precious blood of Christ. That was the price of redemption. And to think that most of Christians has thrown the blood out the back door. They'll never mention it. They don't preach it. It's horrible. It's the very basis of our salvation. And we dare to walk it underfoot because it's by virtue of our faith in that that blood that was shed is which is the price that was prayed for our, our redemption amen that he could I, I just don't understand how people you know they don't understand it but see he bought us back from having been pawned to Satan when Adam fell now let's look at verse number 26 Romans 3 verse 26 to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he God in Christ might be just. Now, what does it mean to be just? Fair, with no room for controversy. And so God is just in doing what? Justifying the person who believes. Amen? Oh, I love this verse. I love this verse. How it just screams against the works religion. People want to do works, you know. Uh, uh, faith without works is dead. What? Faith without works? What you gonna do that Jesus couldn't do? Nothing. So all that faith without works, that's the wrong way to this. Well, I'll talk about that another time. But faith without works, that's, you have to make sure you, 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 you discern that correctly. Anyway, let's keep on moving. Because that, that, that faith without works religion is not where We're redeemed by what? We're redeemed by placing our faith in what? In that shed blood of the Messiah. That's what we're redeemed by. By placing our faith in the blood that was shed of Jesus the Messiah. That's what we're redeemed from. We are justified when we believe the gospel that Christ died, was buried, and rose again. And God is God is perfectly just in declaring us as justified. Amen. He's sovereign. Amen. He can do that. He can do that. Do I understand it? No, I don't understand it. Now, that is the concept that's beyond my understanding. You know, how can he take a sinner, a sinner born of Adam, and, and, and by my simple faith in what he says and what he has done on that cross at Calvary, declare me just as if I've never sinned? I don't know, but I got faith and I believe. That's justification, amen? That's justification. That doesn't mean I won't sin. Don't ever think that, ask for what? No, but so far as God is concerned, I'm just as if I've never sinned, amen? That's what justification does for us, saints, okay? And we're, and we're to live with that concept. Listen, if you go through life knowing that God has declared you as brought out of a slave market, justified from all things, 
Doesn't this give you an incentive to do your part? Don't you want to do something? Well, when I say that, you're probably saying, well, hey, there, there go the works. There go the works. No, no, no. Now, not for salvation, but as a result of it. Amen? Sure. It should. And it should, it should, it should be every believer to do everything that we can, as Paul instructs in his epistle, to what? To flee, to flee the things of the flesh and to avoid every appearance of evil. Amen. Now I'm I'm going to Romans chapter seven. Let's go to Romans chapter seven. And and the whole idea is that as a result of our salvation, God has now redeemed us, justified us. He has given us the indwelling Holy Spirit. He has placed us into the body of Christ. Amen. The body of the Messiah. He has declared that we are now children of God. And on and on, I, 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 I could go, I could go, I could go with all the things that came in the moment we were saved as a result of our salvation by simply believing Paul's gospel. Amen? Amen. Amen. But that's not just for a, 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 a fire escape. You know, we, we are to be productive. Amen. We are to do all we can to win others. Amen. Now, I, I remember that that there's been some times that I went over a few examples out, out of uh, there was an example in Time magazine. And um, it had an interview of a young communist uh, guy worker in Moscow. Now, that young man said that as soon as he got off work, he, he couldn't wait to go down to the communist headquarters to do work for the party. Amen. And he would work at that communist party until 10, 11 o'clock, sometimes midnight, you know, for the sole purpose of promoting what? Communism. I wish that some believers have that kind of motivation. But most Christians are just content to sit and let the rest of the world go by. We should be moved to get out there and do something that will bring somebody to Christ. Amen. You see, all right, the, the, the other one is, is, is right now today. Who are the militants? The Muslims, aren't they? The Muslim world, and what do they what do they really want? They want world domination, right? And what are they going to do to get it? They're gonna work day and night, right? And we do what? We sit on our duff and do nothing. And then complain when they start raising up. But that's not what God intended. God intends us to be productive, saints. That's all I'm saying. Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Let's move on down there. Wherefore, my brethren, Paul writes, ye also are become dead to the law. Talking about the law again, saints. Remember, what is the law talking about? Those Ten Commandments and 630 other ones that most people don't know anything about. We're not under the law. See, that's the same thing he's trying to tell these Hebrews. Get away from the legalism. Get out from under Judaism and step out into this, which is so much better. Amen. And so he says, Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of the Messiah, Christ. In other words, by virtue of his Fiction, amen. That ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. Amen. Now, 
This, of course, is just a scripture use of words to prove a point that we are now united with the Messiah, with Christ. Just like a man married and, and, and for, for, for what purpose? That we should bring forth fruit. Amen. You should have an impact on people around you um, to the point and to the place that you can bring in some lost souls. Now, I believe the most, I believe most believers go all the way to their grave, never having led one person to pray. Even their own children. They have never brought them to a, a knowledge of salvation. And if they ever, if, if, if every believer would just win one, what difference would that make? What that would make a difference. We could make a big difference, but we don't do it. I know people say, well, that's the preacher's job. And that's the Sunday school teacher's job. Well, yes, but it's yours also and mine. Amen? And that doesn't mean that you grab people and force these things down their throat. No, it simply means that you're skilled enough in the scriptures that when somebody asks a question, you can take them to the book, to the Bible, if nothing else, have a few notes written down in the back of it so you can tell them something about it in the Bible that will help you to show them some scripture. Amen? How that it is by faith in that work of the cross plus nothing else. What Jesus done on the cross is it. It is given to us by grace. I know people hate to hear that. Why do people think they have to do something? You know, well, it's it's that old Adamic nature, you see? And, and so to, to overcome that, it takes a lot of patience. You know, I've asked some of my fellow church people, do you know what the gospel is? And they'll say, Mark Matthew did it. And you know what? They look at me and they don't have a clue. They don't know what the gospel is, amen? You know what most people answer when I ask, what is the gospel? They said, the Bible. Well, yeah, the Bible. The Bible's got the gospel in it but that's not the gospel. So do you see what I'm saying here? This is where Christians, this is where Christians are today. They are so pitifully ignorant that most church people cannot tell you what Paul's gospel is. They know the apostle Paul, but what is the, what is the gospel of Paul? Where is that at? And how, how, how you gain salvation? They simply don't have a clue have a clue and that's unfortunate well that's where you and I come in amen we've got to let them know that it's not a whole bunch of do's and don'ts it's not getting so holy that you're jumping around and shouting like an oddball no it's not that the Christian life is a the Christian life is and I'll say it over and over on this program of mine is the most practical thing on earth. There's nothing more practical than a solid Christian life. You'll never find a, a good, true believing Christian caught up in the throes of court proceedings of crime, right? No, that's not their lifestyle. Now, we can we can fall, we can fail, of course. I'm not saying that. No, my can we fail, yeah. 
We can fall and make mistakes, but it's not the Christian lifestyle to be consistently on the police block. Amen. And so this is what the scripture tells us, that now we're to consider ourselves what? Like a woman that's married to her husband. Amen. We are in union with Christ, the Messiah. And the purpose is that we do what? We produce fruit. Amen. We're we're to get busy, in other words. And, and, and we better get busy for what? The Muslim world will, all right? Don't forget that, they will. And then we'll wish we had, amen? Now let's go on to Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two, verse number four. Remember, this is all coming from that word salvation in Hebrews chapter six, as Paul was um, agreeing that the believing element for these Hebrews had salvation. So he wasn't condemning them for being apostate. Remember, apostate? We talked about that in the last study. But it was the people who were a part and parcel of their, what, their congregation who what? Who were led and who had been what? Let's go on. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number uh, 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, the, the offspring of Adam, had quickened or made us alive spiritually, us together with the Messiah Christ, by what? By grace you are saved, amen? And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Christ being the Messiah, Jesus. God always has a purpose in everything he does. Amen? And, and here is another one in the next verse. Let's read it. That in the ages to come, eternity, saints, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Messiah Jesus. And here comes that classic verse that every believer should know. Verse 8. For by grace ye are saved. For by grace ye are saved. Unmerited favor that we don't deserve. It. That's what it's saying. Through faith and not of yourself. It is what? The gift of God. Amen? It is the gift of God. Is there anything added there? No, nothing else is added there. There's nothing in there of baptism or tongues. There's nothing in there of good works because the only way we're saved is by faith plus nothing else. Now, I always have to qualify that. That doesn't mean that we can say, oh, I'm saved. Now I'm just gonna go on my way and do any old thing I wanna do. No, that's not what I'm talking about. We're saved for the purpose of producing fruit. And that's not uh, easy. That's not easy, okay? So I'm just saying it. It's, it's, it's not easy to get out there and produce fruit. You've heard, you've heard me say things like this over and over. I'll use it again. If you're paddling in a canoe and you're moving upstream and the, and the current is coming against you, how often can you take that paddle out of the water? You can't because as soon as you take that paddle out of the water, what happens to that canoe? You're going back. So in other words, in this life, when you start on this journey and moving forward and speaking the word of God and reading the word of God, you can't stop. Because the minute you stop, you're going back. 
and Satan is riding right with you. Amen. I'm just, I'm just bringing it to you just like that so you can understand. So it's a consistent exercise of energy to keep moving on in the Christian experience. So don't ever let anyone accuse me of an easy believism. It's not easy. All I say is it is so simple because God has done all that needs to be done. And all we have to do is what? Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. But recognize that God is going to move in and make some new creations so that we can bear some Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Come on. For by grace ye are saved through faith in that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And you don't work for a gift. You know what you you Christmas time comes. You you have to go do a whole lot of work so you get a gift. No, that ain't how it works, is it? A gift is given to you because of what? Because somebody wants to give it to you. That's how we got grace. That's how we got our salvation. Because God wanted to give it to us. And he gave it to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So remember that. You didn't work for any of this. And if you don't want it, it's okay too. Because see, it's given to you. If you if you turn it down and then in the day of judgment you, you don't understand what's gone, going on, hey, it's in front of you. You either make a move on it or you drag your feet. And most people drag their feet. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Not of works. Because if it were the works, then any man should have a reason to vote. Now, we follow up after salvation. Now, let's read verse 10. For we are his workmanship. We are something now that God is working to form us to what? To prepare, to prepare us for his service. Amen. Created in the Messiah unto good works, not for salvation. I think that's evident, right? But as a result of it, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. All right now. I'm going to I'm going to take verses 11, 12, and 13 because again, too many people don't know what these are, or where they're at in their Bible. Look what they say. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Wherefore, remember, he's writing to the Gentiles, he's writing to you and I, that ye being time in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. Which remember was a belittling term that Jews used concerning Gentiles. And usually they made it a little more derogatory by adding the word dogs. So they called us dogs. Gentiles were uncircumcised dogs in the Jewish conversation. And so Paul is alluding to that same thing that that's what the circumcision of the flesh called Gentiles. Circumcised called the uncircumcised dogs. Okay, now verse 12. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. Um, that that at that time, while God was dealing with Israel back in the Old Testament economy on uh, and during Chris, uh, during Christ's earthly ministry, and yes, even the Hebrews to whom Paul is addressing in the letter, ye Gentiles were without Christ, aliens from the from the commonwealth of Israel. We weren't citizens of Israel. We weren't citizens of Israel, the Gentiles. We're not Jews. We were uncircumcised Gentiles and strangers from the conversation of promise. Consequently, where were the Gentiles before the age of grace? 
Where were the Gentiles? Who were the Gentiles? Having no hope and without God in the world. Where were that? Okay, but let's look at verse 13. This is the flip side. We no longer, we're no longer in that time. We are now in this age of grace. Amen? Verse 13. But now in Christ, ye who sometimes were far off, we Gentiles, as we're speaking about, are now made nigh, not through the Mosaic law, not through Judaism, not through legalism, but through what? By the blood of Christ, Messiah. Through the blood of the Messiah. And remember what the book of Romans said concerning the blood of the Messiah. Put your faith in it and believe it with all your heart. God has said that the blood of the Messiah has paid your sin debt. All right, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9 again. What does it say? But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation through the we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous or to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So these people, Paul is commanding because they were true believers, just like you think. True believers. That's what we have to be. Amen. And I'm going to close right there, saints, because it is time for Pastor B to go. But you know what I say. Make sure you click the subscribe button and ring the bell so you can get all my uh, all my Bible studies. And with that, uh, make sure you visit our website, kgf365.com. Peace. Has to be. I'm out. God bless you all.